Welcome to Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport News. This is episode 107, recorded June 27th, 2022. I'm your host, Charles Grant. In today's episode, angry lock picking wives, tampering with wristbands, vernier scales for safe lock manipulation, locksmith starter series, a tiny covert pick set for under $15, new blog posts, products, meetups, sales, giveaways, and more. can subscribe to the audio version of the show on most podcast apps and at locksportscast.com. You can subscribe to the video version on YouTube, Odyssey, or Apple Podcasts. Links to stories discussed will be in the show notes. Some apps limit the length of the show notes and the ability to post links, but you can find full show notes with all the links at locksportscast.com. First up in the news this week, we have something sent in by Kixpix from Instagram. Looks like there was a series of Instagram story posts that went around, first here by Killer Maru Industries. And it's a picture of what appears to be his wife's sunglasses with a padlock across the nose bridge so that they would be unusable. It says, I think my wife will kill me, by the way. Next came one from Kixpix. It's a hashtag angry lockpicking wife challenge. Following the devil's footsteps. And it's what appears to be the wife's purse padlocked to a cupboard door handle. So, yeah. (laughs) That would make my wife pretty mad. The next one, again from Killer Maru, said, Did you, Kicks Picks, did you ever try the combo? And it's the sunglasses padlocked across the nose bridge to the purse strap ring. That one would be annoying, but not completely uh, crippling, like having the purse completely locked away. And the third is one that I know would really get my wife. It's also, again, from Killer Maru. said, kick picks, thank me later. And it's a picture of a pair of pink flip-flops padlocked together. This one would definitely get my wife. She loves her flip-flops. They are her go-to anytime she has to walk out of the front door. So this would just drive her nuts. I planned on staying married and happily married. As long as your significant other is a good sport, you might be able to get away with doing that once or twice. This week's going to be a little different. Uh, Not much news, so we're going to cover a lot of videos that I've come across that I quite enjoy and think are very useful for the community. So first up is a series of videos by Deviant Olaf on tampering with wristbands. The first video covers the classic plastic wristband, the type that have a little peg that goes through a series of holes. And the description says, sometimes life throws us into situations where you are issued a wristband for access to an event, for free drinks at a bar, or to enjoy rides at a water park. And wristbands are good for brief situations like that when you don't want to fumble with a wallet or a credential. But wristbands have a time limit when it comes to comfort. For multi-day events, I've always particularly hated having to keep them on. They're uncomfortable when trying to sleep at night, and they're annoying when your arm is wet after swimming or taking a shower. This is a tactic which I have found works rather well if I want to make most typical disposable wristbands easily removable and replaceable. Then he followed up with a part two video, and the description says this video shows how to tamper with the fabric kind of event wristband, And the last entry in the series 
says, I've had fun showing you about tampering with various seals, and this installment covers the use of chemicals to attack security adhesives, etc. So if you're into the physical security thing or you go to a lot of events that require wristbands, this might be an interesting one to check out. Next up was also another one by Devian Olaf. It's what you do and don't need in physical security consulting toolkit. And I'll read the description to the video here. You may have seen me discuss my solve most problems bag with lots of curious attack items and covert entry tools. You may have seen me showcase the contents of our large Pelican field cases for red teaming jobs. But what do I carry with me when I'm simply taking a meeting on site with a client? What about when executives want a simple site survey and I'm mostly documenting things while filming small quick demos for discussion later? This is my site survey slash consulting appointment kit. This video is a brief summary about the things I carry, but mostly it's a list of gear that you don't need to lug around with you all the time, especially if people at the target facility know you're coming and are expecting you. Hopefully this can save you some money and some headache. And it's a good overview on how to pack light for a very specific set of circumstances rather than trying to take the whole kitchen sink with you on every job. So definitely worth checking that one out. The next one is by Alexander Mundy, and it's Safe Combination Lock Manipulation, How to Read a Vernier Scale. And the description says, a quick video to show how to read a vernier during combination lock manipulation. And he also provides a link to a web page that will allow you to print off your own vernier scales for safe lock use and discusses how to use those in this video. Definitely good for those of us with failing eyesight. Trying to see tenth of a digit increments by my bare eye anymore is not really possible. Having the vernier scales looks like it would definitely be a big advantage. I'm old, so I'm used to using vernier calipers. So this would definitely be something I think I will be experimenting with. And then SE Lock and Key has made a series of videos called the Locksmith Starter Series. And it's so far, it's a series of eight videos. The first video is the intro to the series. And it says, in this upcoming set of videos, we will be going all the way back to the beginning and learning keys, locks, and how to take them apart for rekeying. And the second video in the series is called The Legal. And its description reads, I almost forgot about this part. It is very important to check with your city, con county, and state laws to make sure you have all the necessary legal stuff done before you start locksmithing. Here we go over the states that require licensing to be a locksmith, but almost all areas in the U.S. require you to have some type of business license. Check with your respective .gov to see what is required in your area. Part 3, called The Tools. Here we go with video three on residential locksmithing, and this one involves tools. To perform the work we do, we will need all kinds of tools, and this video covers pretty much the bare minimum of what you'll be using often to remove and rekey residential locks. As we progress through the series, I will start adding to this list with more specific tools you might need. Episode four is Keys and Pin Kit Basics. In episode four, we are going to take a look at the most common U.S. residential keys, Quickset, Schlage, and Weiser. We will look at the slight differences in the keys and how they interact with their respective locks and the very basics of 
the pin kit and its chart that will help you learn how to match new pins from the kit to the keys when you have to rekey the locks. And then he notes that this is a very brief overview of rekeying and they'll go more specifics into each brand later on in the series. Episode 5 is Quick Set Standard Rekey. In this episode of our series, we are going to be removing the standard Quickset brand knob and double cylinder deadbolt with no keys and then reinstall on the door. Part 6, Recovering from Exploded Cylinders. In this episode, we are going to be showing how to check the upper chamber for unneeded master pins as well as how to recover when your top pins and springs fall out. This is a very important aspect of the rekeying process and one you will need to know how to do as you are learning how to rekey locks. Episode 4, Quick Set Titan. In this video, we will check out the Quick Set Titan line, now discontinued. It's a bit longer than others, but there's some odd stuff going on with the Titan line because of the sixth pin. And Episode 8, in this video, we will explore how the plug spinner works. That's currently, as of this recording, the last episode in the series, but be sure to check out the link in the show notes to the playlist for when he adds more. In the next video, suggested by Chris Capoon, is from Rook Knight's channel, and it's entitled How to Make a Tiny Covert Pick Set for Under $15 and 10 Minutes of Work. The description reads, super simple build here. You'll need a hard surface for peening, one eighth inch brass rod, and if you make Bible pins, you'll probably already have it. A saw, peening hammer, one millimeter thick washers, a drill, and an order of Southward six replacement jackknife picking tips. In the video, goes over how to assemble those components to make a very simple, small, compact, lightweight, and apparently effective picking kit. Because Chris Capoon also, when he sent it in, said, I made one and it works well. And he also just recently released a video is number 2059, 8-Minute RK Covert Pick Tool, where he demonstrates this uh, Covert Pick Tool and how well it works. So I'll have links to both of those videos in the show notes. And then Jack Fox put out a video, his number 255, Inside a Pancake Lock, where he takes apart a classic pancake lock that doesn't appear to have a working key and goes over how the mechanism inside works very specifically and hopefully he'll be able to make a working key for that lock in the process but definitely interesting you don't get to see inside a lot of those old brass locks because it requires drilling out pins and doing some damage to lock to get into it and in this case since it wasn't currently a working lock he took the time did it and letting us all benefit from that experience so be sure to check that video out. Moving on from videos, we'll go to blog posts. First up, we have a new article on the Lock Judge blog called Locksport Guide to a Controversial Hobby. The first paragraph says, whether you've inadvertently locked yourself out of your house and required the services of a locksmith, or you've seen it on the small screen and wondered how it was done, this article is going to answer all your questions about picking locks and the hobby of locksport. And it's like most of Lock Judge's articles, divided into a series of sections. The first is, is lock picking a sport? And that covers the origin of lock sport and lock sport tools. Is lock picking legal? Lock picking organizations, including the lock picking belt ranking system. Can I go around picking locks once I know how to do it? 
Where can I learn more about Locksport? Are there any YouTube channels about Locksport? What equipment do I need to start in Locksport? Which locks should I start picking? Locksport equipment. What to do when you're struggling to open a lock? What can I do next in Locksport, which includes lock picking competitions? Covers a lot of ground, but it's not actually a really long article, so it's a fairly quick read. So go check it out. It might be something you want to point your friends to when they start asking you about your hobby in Locksport or lock picking. And Southord put up a new article on their blog, and it's uh, Southord The Origins Part 1. The very first paragraph reads, Some of you may know us from way back before the internet, back before Southord Locksmith Tools, back in the days of our paper catalogs with mail ordering and advertisements in the back of Soldier and Fortune. For those of you who met us in recent decades, we weren't always a manufacturer of locksmith tools. Believe it or not, our company began in 1989 as Southern Ordnance, that's the origins of Southord, and it began with one item, brass knuckles. Interesting story, and like I said, this is part one. The link says it is part one of two, so we'll stay tuned for the second part, and I will try to remember to announce that here when it comes out. And I'm pretty sure I remember them, not from Soldier and Fortune, but I remember... The name. I never got Soldier in Fortune magazine, but I remember the name Southern Ordnance. I just can't remember when. That would have been back when I was in high school and I was into all kinds of uh, stuff about survival stuff and, and weapons and all that. So it might have been something I came across at the time. And then there was another story that I was sent in by iFisk that unfortunately can't load today, at least not from my house. But I'll have the link in the show notes anyway, just in case it pops back up. It was from the Daily Star, and it was a short story called The Locksmith's Luck. In the beginning of the story, read, Azar was a 40-year-old bachelor and an expert locksmith. He also owned a hardware store. He was, he was generally considered to be a good citizen, even though 15 years ago, he went to prison for stealing jewels. But since then, he has been very careful about not getting caught. The stolen money helped him travel around and enjoy the small luxuries of life. And that's where I'm going to leave it. But it's just a short story with a a weird twist ending. Like I said, link in the show notes. Hopefully it will pop back up soon. I was having some internet issues this morning, and that might be part of the issue. I couldn't get thinkpeterson.com to load either for some reason. So might be on my end. Moving on to products. Deviant put out a video announcing the Super Bump Key, now an exciting new Slag flavor. And in the video shows how this particular version of the bump key works, what makes it better um, for not damaging the lock and stuff like that. I don't think I've ever talked about their super bump keys before, so I'll read the product description on this one. Bump keys sold by Red Team Tools are produced to our unique specification based around code cutting each bidding position slightly deeper than the maximum factory depth. Furthermore, this is a specifically modified Schlage SC4 blank that goes beyond the traditional bump key design. By adding an additional phantom cutout at a hypothetical 7th bidding position, the tip of this key does not have the off-scene shark tooth peak, which can interfere with certain bumping techniques. Additionally, our Schlage Super Bump Key has additional cutting and milling done on both the key blade as well as the underside shoulder up into the bow itself, making more room for the use of our bump key bands, which both assist in the attacking process as 
and also prevent damage to the face of the lock being opened. I will have a link to both the demonstration video as well as the product page for the Schlage Super Bump Key in the show notes, of course. And Trail pointed out a tweet from Uncensored Tactical on Twitter. The tweet said, The draft for UTAX book number three is complete. Off to the editors for a few rounds of editing. And the title is Tactical Lockpicking Volume 2. So I'll be watching for that to come out. I own the first one, and I really like that book. A lot of useful information. So definitely plan on checking this one out when it comes out. And I received a note from Bare Bones Lockpicking. No new products this week, but a couple of updates on previously mentioned items. The custom handles are starting to become available. Law Lock Tools custom handle versions are following shortly. The idea with the custom handle is to let each user choose the profile and finish that suits them. More handle profiles and color finishes will follow in the coming weeks. The Law Lock Tools category has been added to the Bare Bones website and will allow for back ordering when product stocks run out. And they say all back orders will be filled as a priority and estimate about two weeks. They also note that HV Logic will be providing an update video on the bone dimple flags, and that will be coming up in a few days. So stay tuned for that. Moving on to meetups. First up, we have a new one here, the Summit 7, ISSA LA's 12th Annual Information Security Summit, the premier information systems security event in Southern California at the Annenberg Beach House from September 20th through the 22nd, according to their website. And this was posted in my Discord by Holly. And the note sent in says, those of you who follow Locksport, lockpicking, and physical security should be pleased that I was fortunate to schedule Deviant Olaf for the physical security keynote on the 21st. If you register now until July 2nd, the early bird price is $45 plus $1.98 handling fee. Of course, links will be in the show notes. And as I mentioned last week, Aloha 2022 is July 24th through the 30th in Vegas. If you want to know a little more about it, CLK did an interview with the president of Aloha, Bill M, on their hashtag LockBoss show last week. So. I will have a link to that in the show notes for you to check out. DEFCON 30 has a lockpicking village, and DEFCON 30 will be taking place August 11th through the 14th, and that will be in Vegas, I believe. They also have a call for volunteers. Um, I didn't actually check and see how they're doing on that, but I will have a link to the sign-up form in the show notes just in case. LockCon 2022 takes place from August 25th through the 28th in Barlow. So good to see that back and be sure to check it out. St. Con 2022 in Provo, Utah from the October 25th through the 28th. And the keynotes for that include Deviant Olaf, Stephanie Snow Carruthers, and Jason E. Street. So be sure to check that out if you're planning on being in the area. Moving on to Lockpickers United belts this week, just a couple to announce. Bobby earned brown belt, and somebody who ate a pie earned red on the Discord. So congratulations to both of you. Well done on those. If you're not already familiar with the Lockpickers United belt system, there are links to the rules as well as some videos explaining how it works and what it is in the show notes. 
And you can also check out the Lock Judge article if you want, because they mention it there as well. Over at Speed Locks, we have some new records. The Quick Set Smart Key Gen 2 was picked by Prince in 11.466 seconds, and the Alpha 1000 40 also by Prince in 5.633 seconds. Very quick picking, nice going, Prince. And now it's time to say a quick thank you to the people that made this episode possible. Start with the Patreon subscribers. We have Jimmy Longs, Medler, Pandafrog, Michael Gilchrist, Starlock, Williams Brain, Dave Dubey Deciphered, Lee Bonds Locksport Journey, Pat from Uncensored Tactical, Three Raccoons in a Coat, Terrell, Dr. Hogmaster, Clayton Howard, aka Cool Tune, Mog, John Locke, Rat Yoke, Mr. Picker, Cranky Lockpicker, JHP Picking, Barebones Lockpicking, Deadbolt Cafe, NWA Lockpicker, and Snake. Chief Content Producer for this episode, I Fisk. Other content producers, Albert LaBelle, Barebones Lockpicking, Cheryl, Ch- Chris Capoon, Dark Arts Lockpicking, Goose7732, Holly, Ian, Jeff Moss, Joe Picks, Joshua Gonzalez, Kicks Picks, Knox Locks, Locked Out, aka Free Diver72, Newhouse Lock and Key, Pandafrog, Tiger Trav, and Tony Varelli. Thank you to all of you for your support and all the information you send in. I really appreciate it because this show is only possible because of that support. So if you value the show, If you want to see it keep going, please do what you can to support the show. The number one most important thing you can do to keep this show going is sending in your news, links, events, giveaway information, anything you have that you think the community should or would like to know about. Send it to podcast at thelocksportscast.com or any of the other methods listed in the show notes or at thelocksportscast.com slash support. And I will keep the show going as long as I can keep information coming in. Don't forget to share the show with your lockpicking friends. Leave a comment, a review, a thumbs up, whatever your platform allows. And don't forget to subscribe on your platform of choice. If you want to help financially, you're welcome to do so. You can donate via PayPal or on Patreon. If you do support the show with donation or information that I use in an episode of the show, I will give you credit in the show and in the show notes, just like the people that I mentioned earlier. Quick reminder, I'm always looking for stories about things that happen to people in the locksport community because of their lockpicking hobby or because they're a locksmith. Anything interesting that you think the community should know about, either if it's a cautionary tale or just an amusing tale, send it to me, uh, locksportscast.com slash contact or podcast at locksportscast.com or any of the other methods. If you can get a hold of me, get a hold of me. There's several methods listed in the show notes. I don't care which one you use. If you want to send feedback, you can do that too. Feedback can be confidential or shared on the show. If you want it shared on the show, just remember to keep it reasonable length, polite, work family safe, no politics, and not just drama. No criminal stories this week. Uh, I didn't have anything that had specifically to do with lock picking locks uh, that came through. Lots of criminal stories, but none that had to do with lock type stuff really so to save time i'm just skipping it this week we have sales though we have a new sale that was posted on twitter for the lockpick shop i don't know when this expires but it is for 20 percent off all products excluding multi-pick if you use the code media 20 so be sure to use that if you're going to lockpick shop if you're over at southord be sure to check out their sale page where they have a Several items on sale at the moment. Over at Bare Bones Lockpicking, looks like the discount code down under Monkey10 is expiring. So the new code will be coming, will be HVLogic10. So 
If Down Under Monkey 10 doesn't work when you go to checkout, use the new one, HV Logic 10, and that one will expire at the end of July. Over at Newhouse Lock and Keys Etsy site, you can save 10% off with the code LOCKSPORTSCAST10. Just uh, the actual spelling of the code is important, and it is in the show notes if you want to use it. Over at LockPickMall.com, we have three discount codes available. One for Dark Arts Lockpicking, which is Dark VIP. One for Albert Lobel, which is Albert. And one for Joe Picks, which is Joe Picks. So pick your favorite and use it if you're going to shop over at LockPickMall.com. And over at 3DLockSport.com, you can save on your favorite 3D printed Locksport accessories with the code LSCAST10, which will give you 10% off at checkout. MakoLocks.com, 15% off with the code BUYMAKO. That one never seems to expire, so give it a shot anytime you're over there. Same goes with uh, UKLockPickers.co.uk. You can save 10% with the code GIFT, and that one never seems to expire either. For giveaways, new ones this week, we have KnockLocks giveaway, and he's doing a series of giveaways. This one is the first one out of what he says are 13 bi-weekly peaking on Halloween. Each will have a different question to answer and a different tag to use in the video response. This week, the tag is hashtag KnoxLocks101, and the question is, what lock would you use out of the locks you own to guard your house? And this particular one looks like it ends on July 4th. I will have a link to the announcement video in the show notes, of course. And then Freediver72 is doing a 100 sub appreciation giveaway. Submissions are due by the 15th of July. And you do the drawing on the 16th. I will have a link to that one in the show notes as well. And you have a couple of days left. As of this recording, it's three. So by the time this gets posted, probably two days left to get into Lock Noob's 100 sub giveaway, the Lockmaster pick giveaway. Looks like there's going to be 10 winners. The usual Gleam.io requirements of uh, following and checking people out on social media. So if you're willing to do that, get quite a few entries for that giveaway. And of course, CLK Supplies does their weekly hashtag LockBoss giveaway. Lots of good stuff given away there. So be sure to check that out if you're into the giveaway thing. And that's it for this episode. Uh, A little shorter than normal, I think. But uh, like I said, not a whole lot of news or criminal stories so i just wanted to go over and highlight some of the great video content being put out by the community and uh, be sure to check those out lots of really really useful information put up by a lot of different youtube channels more than i can possibly go over here all the time but i just thought i'd pick a few highlights remember to send me any information you have that's locksport related even if you don't think it's necessarily important or you think that everybody has sent it to me because or i've seen it already because it's so obvious and everybody's seen it i do work a lot i don't see everything so please send it to me anyway it's better to overload my inbox and then to just not have anything to report so thank you for all your support and remember to keep it legal (laughs) 